With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back for another video. It's rare we get the opportunity to welcome guests on the channel, but I'm very excited to welcome a special guest today, Ali Jahangarov, who's the current number one in the world in FPL. 11 million managers and he's number one. FPL royalty in the building. So uh, Ali, thanks for taking the time to chat. Welcome to the channel. Uh, let's jump straight in. First of all, how does it feel to be number one in the world? Um... Thank you for having me, Oscar. It, it feels to be, uh, it feels really surreal, to be honest. It's, uh, I don't know how exactly to feel about it, but uh, it hasn't kicked in yet. Uh, I think hopefully I, uh, I stay up there for a while, but uh, it's still a long way to go. Yeah, I mean, you're having an absolutely remarkable season. Uh, you've scored over 100 points on four occasions in four game weeks, probably five by next week. Uh you started the season very template, uh, interestingly. You had the premium defenders. Uh, I don't know if you remember, you had, uh, I think it was Trent, Cancelo, James. Uh, and Dina, by the way. Luca Dina. I had him as well. We had the same back four game at one, interestingly. Absolute troll, yeah. Um, wow. you, <laughs> what are your thoughts yeah, on Yeah, I'm Dina? never going back to Dina games. <laughs> it was uh, a lesson learned. I've never, I've never come back to Dina again, so... Which goes to show, by the way, you know, to get to number one in the world, there are things that are going to go against you. You're going to get unlucky. You make the mistake here and there. Uh, you had Darwin gimmick one as well, which obviously meant gimmick two. You had him for that red card. Yeah, I I, I really like how involved he is in uh, Liverpool attack, and watching Salah a little bit far from the goal and uh, with less chances. All of the chances were just going through the middle where Darwin uh, was. And even in his 20, 30 minutes cameos, he would get a lot of chances to score. So um, that actually swayed me to uh, go away from Salah. And I sold Salah and Darwin as well in game week three, getting Kane and uh, Diaz and Foden. Uh, this combination really did well for me, especially uh, Kane. Was, he just kept on scoring six or seven, eight points every week, but on a consistent basis. Uh, Foden has done absolutely brilliant for me before the World Cup. Uh, I've had him for his hat-trick against United. I've had him for his uh, other goals. Uh, it didn't pay off instantly, but he just kept on delivering right after. Um, a I think it was really a key decision before the World Cup for me because I went against Salah. And I, uh, it was really paid off. So, 
It's a good point on um, Salah and Foden. Um, obviously, there's not many players that are consistent for the entire season. You know, players come and go in stretches of form and out of form. And yeah, part of it, the, the hardest part of it, arguably, is hopping on those players at the right time. And obviously, yeah. he did that with Foden. There was a point earlier in the season where he was in so many of our teams. You know, there was that hat trick. I missed that. You caught that. And, you know, right now he's a non-option again. Um, but yeah, you broke into the top 10K back in game week, uh, game week 10. And you haven't looked back since. Uh, game week 22 was where things got really serious. Uh, it was a green arrow from 1K to 173rd. That was the Rashford uh, triple captain week, right? Um, 60 points you got there. But post-World Cup as well, you haven't slowed down. You're 52, 52nd in the second chance league. Um, are there any other notable game weeks or decisions that you've made this season that have helped you get to where you are? Oh, definitely. Um, I've basically been on the lucky side of the uh, mega holes of every player that have been there. Uh, I've had 19 points from Wilson prior to World Cup. I've had 15 points from Saliba. I've had Madison 18-pointer. These were the uh, real differential uh, success for me because um, even Bruno, when not a lot of managers had him, I think I've got a lot of points from him. Even uh, for the double game weeks of uh, Manchester City, I've had Mares and KDB, which both uh, hold. And I went to Salah and uh, Trent, I believe, I think it was in game week 24. And I got total of 51 points from both in two game weeks. I think it was game week 25 and 26, which was absolutely insane. I uh, I didn't realize at the time, but when I just checked on my history and I was I was like, that, that has to be really lucky for me because the combination of two uh, wasn't really high owned. So um, it really helped me propel from, uh, I think, uh, in, even coming close to top 10. So uh, another good decision was keep, keeping and holding on to... Uh, Martinelli, when everybody actually sold him for Odegaard. And he blanked a couple of times, and then for his double game week, he just uh, went on and scored. Once the Trossard was in the team, and uh, it, it just kept delivering for me, and been such a good asset for me. So, yeah, I think there have been these subtle occasions where you've kind of gone against the template, but good decisions on paper, you know, keeping hold of Martinelli, no one's going to say, oh, that's a terrible decision. Uh, I was one of those. I sold him for Erdegaard. I was worried about his minutes, you know, like maybe Trossard shares minutes of him, but you've made some um, tight calls like that, which have come off. And obviously the chips um, as well, you've smashed. Chips are obviously incredibly important uh, this season. I think you wildcarded game week 12. Um, there was the Rashford triple captaincy, your bench boost uh, active this week and game week 29. Amazingly, you've still got your free hit and you've still got your second wild card. So you're in with a serious chance of winning it here. I don't want to tempt fate or jinx it, but you know, there is a, a genuine chance here. And something I've not even mentioned yet up to this point is that this is no fluke. Last season, Ali finished the 215th you came. Yeah. yeah. So um <laughs> on the on the subject of chips, what's your strategy for the rest of the season? Um, I've, what I usually do, I try to use my first wildcard late in order to activate my second even later because uh, once you use it in first game weeks, you, you have a 
pretty much the same chance of using it early in the second part of the season, which leaves you with absolutely no advantage in the you know business end of the season when uh, things change really quick. You know, the scope of FPL changes every single game week, and um, this is why I decided to use my uh, second wild card in late as as well as I did last year because I knew there would be a lot of uh, changes in forms of the teams and uh, even managerials uh, changes for Chelsea and Leicester. Uh, this could really, you know, change their whole uh, picture of their season. So it's uh, that's why I'm trying to uh, take it game week by game week at the moment. Uh, one thing I can tell that I will be using... Um, free hit in 32 because there is no other there is no better chance to use it for me because uh, when it comes to wild card I think I might activate it whenever my team needs it like this is one of my um, you know principles that I try to follow uh, because uh, you have to use your wild card when you absolutely need it when your team looks okay you have a good chance of your previous team non wild card team outscoring your wild card team and this is yeah. you just have to have a bad team to go for a wild card. Yeah, you bang on the money there. I mean, I was one of those. I wild carded in game week twenty five, which was an infamous game week for many of us. Obviously, not yourself. Um, my pre wild card team comfortably outscored my wild card team. You know, that was the week Salah exploded. Uh, but yeah, you also make a good point there on you know if it's not broke, you don't need to fix it. So you yeah. stick into what worked last season, which is the late wild card. Um, yeah, and I agree. If you've got the free hit. Gemic 32 looks like a very sensible week to use it. And then Wildcard, whenever you need it, you're in a great position. So, um, yeah, incredible season so far. I spoke to um, Christian Finland. Uh, he came on earlier in the season before the World Cup, and he was number one in the world at the time. He's still doing really well, by the way. He's about 200th, um, so you have to look out for him over your shoulder. Yeah. I asked him, do you uh, consume any FPL content? His answer was No. I'm hoping yours is different. Um, do you do you watch any F FPL videos or listen to podcasts, read articles, anything like that? Yeah, I I do watch uh, podcasts uh, primarily for the uh, uh, information on team news, uh, on injuries, and uh, as long as you have uh, all the needed info in your pocket, uh, it's up to you how to use it because. It's important not to get swayed and uh, change your mind with some of the content creators because uh, that's that's exactly when uh, you just blame yourself in the end. So might as well just make your own decision, you know, because uh, you blame yourself for not going your way and, uh, uh, you know, uh, going for some of the content creator suggestions and uh, this really kills you in the end. That's why you just, I'd rather just go with your decision, with your gut. And uh, I consume a lot of content, uh, but mostly for my planning and uh, team news and uh, basically it. And then what to do with that info, it's just up to you. And that that's when you have to play your own game. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know, consume content, but arrive at your own decisions is um, a good way to play the game. Uh, you've not shied away from hits this season either. You've taken seven in total, so minus 28. Uh, you haven't actually taken more than one in any week. Is that typical for you? And have the hits actually helped you? Um, they haven't helped me a lot. Uh, I think before the double game weeks, uh, I've only used two or three hits. Uh, I've taken 
three hits, I believe, before the double game weeks. I, I tend to take hits when uh, there are extra fixtures or some of my uh, major, you know, starting 11 is missing for a couple of game weeks. And that's when I, uh, and I advise to take as few hits as you can because they're, they're not paying off mostly. Uh, for example, I've uh, in game week 28, I scored 81 points, but I took a hit to bring in Madison and uh, Chilwell for Salah and Bueno, respectively. And it didn't really, but I guess it did pay it off because I ended up with a good team for game of 29. But Chilwell uh, hasn't really, uh, you know, <laughs> rewarded me with his presence in my team. Yeah. But I took took a hit for him. It's it's not always uh, paying off. So uh, you have to go. Instead, Salah scored this week, and uh, Madison has blanked. So it's 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 just a matter of uh, luck, I believe. So don't go too crazy with hits. As long as you have a good team, maybe your bench option is not too bad. Uh, I I tend to not to take a lot of hits during the season. Yeah, it's good advice. You know, hits um as a rule of thumb, really only worth it in blanks or doubles. A bit difficult to justify in single game mix, but obviously there are occasions. Um, you talked about captaincy there. Obviously, captaincy is massive in FPL, one of the most crucial aspects. You've had exactly 75% success uh, this season with your captaincy, wow. which is pretty solid. Uh, I'm, I'm 75% as well, but you've actually scored a fair bit more. So you've nailed the captaincy at important times. Uh, you've scored 558 points from your captains alone. So that's just over a quarter of your points have just come from your captains. Um, so my question is, how do you go about Picking your captains each week. What's your process? Um, it really depends on your rank and your uh, goals and objectives. Because uh, once you are uh, chasing, you have to go different. Uh, doesn't matter if it's. I think with Holland, uh, it's it's really hard to you know go against him. But uh, you just have to look for an opportunity, because once he's playing an away game. Uh, and you have other alternatives, like let's say Saka playing Crystal Palace at home or Leeds at home. It's uh, it's an opportunity for me to go against the crowd because I know, let's say, Holland is playing a good defense away from home. And uh, uh, I usually like picking midfielders because of the extra clean sheet points and extra scoring points. Uh, it's uh, And plus, it has to be on penalties. It has to have... Uh, a lot of avenues to points um, on some of the set pieces. That's why, that's primarily why I went for Madison. In the absence of uh, some of the penalty takers, I really believe that he's the one in line and he's on all set pieces. He's got a good shot from right and left as well. He's always, and he has a good ceiling, I believe. I don't know. Uh, how he's going to perform this week with uh, his blanketing in his first game. <laughs> Hopefully, he scores some points for, for me. Yeah, yeah. I went I'll... against the odds again because uh, a lot of my chasers in top 10, top 20, have, all of them, most of them have Rashford captained. So I'm really, really uh, hoping that Rashford doesn't go too crazy against so Rashford. Are you paying attention to um, those around you then? You know, top 10, top 50? Are the ma managers Absolutely. nearby? Yeah. So he's trying to predict what they might do, like the Rashford captaincy. 
Um, uh, yes, I, I knew uh, that Rashford would be highly captained. But uh, first of all, I wasn't convinced that he will play uh, 180 minutes throughout two games because uh, he just come, came out of the injury. And uh, I even tweeted on my Twitter account that Manchester United is having two tough games, uh, especially mm. Newcastle away. I saw that tweet. They're, they're not mugs at all. Like it's, and, and the game showed that they just outplayed them off the park. And in, a, in every aspect of the game, physically, tactically, they're a good team, strong, tough, tough to break, good defense. And this is uh, this was one of the primary reasons I didn't go for Bruno, I'd say, even though Twitter community uh, really created the FOMO of, uh, you know, not having some of the Manchester assets, but I think I, uh, let's see how the second game uh, turns out because I, yeah. it might be too early to talk. Yeah, yeah. well, you're bang on the money of your analysis on that first game. Uh, obviously, the blank against Newcastle. Um, yeah, you touched on something interesting there. And again, this goes back to the point of how important captaincy is. If you were to ask me, like, who have you captained this season? My answer would be Haaland, uh, Salah, and Saka, pretty much that, I think, March one week. I've got an interesting chart of your captaincy this season. You've captained nine different players. Nice. Just a couple have disappointed you, uh, Jesus and obviously Madison in his first game, uh, and Sterling. But nine captains is a lot. Um, is this an intentional thing, then? You kind of break away from the template and you look for these opportunities to look elsewhere. Yeah, I think so, because uh, some of the captaincy calls, uh, I, I like to go against the crowd. That's, that's just how I am. And <laughs> that's how I like to play uh, FPL, because even Sterling was the odd one, but he had a double game week. He just got injured in the first 10 minutes and missed the second oh, game as well. I remember that. Yeah, that's just unlucky as well, to be honest. So you've yeah. had one fail so far. Yeah, but that was a positive from the second transfer I made that game week because I got Minx instead of one of the defenders. I think it was James. So yeah. Minx ended up scoring me, scoring a good fair, a fair amount of points for me because that was, uh, in the end, I, I think it was a good decision as well. We haven't even talked about Minx. He's been uh, one of your heroes this season, right? Again, Absolutely. as recently as this game week and clean sheet against Absolutely. Chelsea. Uh, yeah, sometimes you just need these random players to pop up and, you know, pick up the points out of nowhere because those are the players that not many have. And Mings is obviously one of those. He, um, he's actually saving my bench boost because uh, I really didn't count on him because they had two tough away, away games against Chelsea and Leicester who are both, you know, high-scoring teams. So I didn't expect a clean sheet against Chelsea at all, plus the bonus points, plus the game ahead against uh, Leicester. I don't know what the manager will uh, change. Uh, that might be another clean sheet on the cards for him. So let's see. He saved my uh, bench boost, actually. I'm on 19 points at the moment with two to go. So let's see. Yeah, that's solid. So I think I know what your answer will be based on what you said about the captaincies. Um, you said you're not afraid to go against the crowd. Do you pay much attention to effective ownership in FPL? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, it's a pool of players that play against each other. Um, and every single player you have in your team is in your starting 11. It uh, has a potential to shoot you up the ranks and has a potential just, you know, 
just like Holland, if uh, if everyone captains him, uh, and you are not, you can just go down the drain if he scores a hat trick. So it's um it's a game. It's just the nature of a game that you have to take EO into consideration. Uh, you have to think about uh, what your objective is and uh, if you're chasing just try to go differential not too crazy but mm. uh, make sure you have uh, even with your captaincy as well as some of the picks make sure you have enough differentials that can possibly shoot you up the ranks otherwise you'll be just floating in the middle of uh, the whole pool of 11 million managers yeah yeah good advice don't be afraid to go different but yeah don't go too crazy <laughs> Uh, I've got an interesting chart here plotting your gaming scores and which you, weeks you've used your chips so far this season. Um, you've actually not really come very close to the highest score in the world in any given game week. Um, your top game week rank all season was 12K. Uh, and it's kind of clearly reiterates your point, really. It's just making consistent good decisions rather than looking for that one uh, moonshot of a game week. Would you say that's um, fair? Just make consistent good decisions rather than going... Yeah. For that one Absolutely. big player. Absolutely. We're playing the mini league with our friends. I think there are 22 of us. And I think I've topped the league three or four times in this, uh, what is it, 28, 29 game weeks. Uh, but uh, most of them, I was really close to top three. I was in top three, top four. So it was a consistent basis, uh, but I was just ticking up uh with points and it just uh shoot me up the ranks because just make sure you have consistent overall you know above average points every week it's hard to tell because not every week is perfect but uh, sometimes it turns out better than you, than you expected so so you mentioned there um you're in a mini league of like 20 of mates um how are they reacting to this situation where their mate you know top, it's top of the mini league obviously but number one in the world what, what do your mates have to say about all this uh, i think i think it was really annoying for them before but uh <laughs> now i'm uh top 10 top one uh i think they're really cheering for me and they're, yeah. they've been really supportive with yeah. good messages and uh, it's been overwhelming overall so they've given up on the league but they're behind you now yeah they're behind me now <laughs> Um, so yeah, on that subject, then, um, I think I speak for many viewers when I say that sometimes if you're having an absolutely terrible game week, it can ruin your weekend, you know, which is ridiculous, really. It's just a game after all. Um, so my question is, at such an extreme level of emotional investment, how are you holding up with the mental side of the game and the pressure? Oh, it's been, uh, I think, Last season, I've just decided not to be upset with uh, game week score because it it can easily ruin your weekend. There are two major things that can ruin my weekend. It's an Arsenal game if it goes wrong, but they've been really kind to me this season. <laughs> and it's an FPL uh, game week. But I think that it's uh, it really teaches you how to manage stress levels because... Uh, at the end of the day, it's a free game. Yes, you are upset with some of the decisions, yeah. but just uh, try to have fun with it and know that, that there are a lot more important things in your life rather than uh, you know FPL and some of your players scoring. Uh, the family, friends, just go uh, away for a weekend or maybe for a walk, for a jog. Just uh, you know, take your mind off it and then uh, 
try to come back a better manager. <laughs> well said. Yeah, well said. I can tell you've got your head on your shoulders. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point there. Um, so we do have your Gamic 30 team here. Uh, so what's your plan for Gamic 30 um, moving forwards and beyond? I think I'll be following news closely. Um, uh, I've kept enough in the bank to get Holland, but I don't know if I'll be moving on. It's either Felix or uh, Tony. I don't know. I might. I don't think I'll be taking a hit. Just a planned transfer. I, I think a lot of managers will be moving that way. Yeah, I suppose we'll have to see what happens with Tony as well. You know, he's one yellow off suspension. There is the potential ban for the you know the betting scandal, but yeah, Felix out makes sense as well. You're in a strong position. You've got a nice looking bench for next week. Are you going to give Chowell the nod over uh, Mings, or is Mings going to start for you there? I think I'll I'll start Mings, but uh, I don't know. Let's see what's the appointment for Chelsea. I think Nagelsmann uh, will be playing. He's played three at the back and with uh, wing backs system. I think uh, it would benefit some of the wing backs of Chelsea, but it's it's still a long way to go. Uh, I don't want to double up on Chelsea defense. The Wolves, uh, Wolves have not been convincing in, in latest game weeks but uh, I don't want to double up on Chelsea defense they've been really unlucky and you know it's they're not in a good place at the moment yeah that's fair that's reasonable and as you say a long way to go but um yeah we're all behind you Ali so thanks so much again for taking the time to come on thanks, and chat man. um hope the rest of the season goes as well for you as I say we're all behind you so thank thank you for that uh, if anyone watching this would like to uh, follow Ali at FPL Guns on uh, Twitter, right? So uh, give him a follow. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Ali. Thank you, Oscar. It was a pleasure. Good luck to you as well. Sports Social Podcast Network.